Blog Talk Radio. Is that because when you are president, you are dealing with various, very, very serious national issues. The last thing you want is to worry about how much money you owe me. Okay, so but that suit to become live the moment you leave office, because you have left the office of president, you go back to become a private. Mm-hmm. You become like any other person. So in this case, President uh, Kaunda was president for uh, uh, Dr. Kaunda was president of Zambia for 27 years. Yes. The moment he left office in 1991, he became a private citizen. That does not take away his contribution to the good of the country and so forth. But the fact is that at law, he was a private citizen like any other Zambian. That being the case, okay. it followed that he ought to have been treated like any other private citizen. Now, obviously, the problem now became and uh, people were advancing all manner of uh, arguments. But whatever they have argued, it has no foundation at law. Uh, He was a private citizen. Mm. So the issue of his burial was basically a family issue, which the family ought to have Mm. uh, decided. But the role of government should have been to assist the, the, the family in whatever their decision was. It was not for the government to take over and take over his burial and um, begin to run the show. No, that was not what uh, was supposed to happen. But what is also of interest is the fact that, first of all, there is no law that empowered the government to have done what they did. Okay? Mm-hmm. There's absolutely no law. And uh, when you, even if, let's say, the very idea of, I'm not trying to, to undermine whatever was done, mm-hmm. but of course. Mm-hmm. The, the point is this. We do not run government on emotions. Okay? The moment you, began, you begin to run government on emotions, you open up yourself to many problems. And that is exactly what transpired. Yes. You run government yeah. based on yeah. what the law says. <clears throat> okay? Now, what has happened, everybody mm. is floundering because there is basically no law governing the situation we are dealing with. Okay? Once you have no law, then uh, it is very difficult to know precisely what is going to happen. Nobody knew what was going to happen. And you also open up opportunities for people to profit from the situation. You open up opportunities for corruption. You open up opportunity for mismanagement of government resources. Now, remember there was all these things that was done, taking the body around, uh, all those things, fine. I have no problem with, with those things. But the point is that there is no legal framework to govern these things. And even that, because nobody even knows how much money was spent, for example, towards Gounder's um, funeral. Uh, but you are dealing with mm-hmm. government money, 
there has to be accountability in terms That's of right. whatever is done. Yeah. Okay, so the problem is that there is absolutely no law governing uh, the situation, which is very sad because after nearly, I mean, if you are talking about the South Sudan, I can understand because it's a, it's a new country. But for a country that has been in existence uh, for, for, for nearly 57 years, it is very sad that we don't have a legal yeah. framework in place to govern mm-hmm. a situation like the one which arose. Yeah, that, and to everybody listening, please, that's the reason we're having this, quest, this discussion with Mr. Sangwa. It's to understand from the point of view, I like the term you are using, legal framework. So not to be repetitive on this, um, I was looking at this, that in our culture, in our situation, there is, we have a situation of where people, a lot of us depart from this earth, a, a, in a situation which legal is referred to as intested. I hope I said that correctly. I was practicing to say that word so much. Uh, for those listening, that means you die without a written will. Do you recommend, Mr. Sangwa, as a legal practitioner, that when we do write our fine or whatever, the will and everything we include, where our burial site should be and all those things to avoid this confusion even those i mean you understand the point i'm trying to make because why you just said that when he left office in 1991 he became a private citizen so why don't you why didn't we respect the wishes of a private citizen he was not the government as you have rightly cleared it's clear he was not property of the government, according to the sensationalism that has been going around, Kaunda was property of the state, property of the state. Mm, mm. So do you, you, would you encourage all of us to include where our final resting place should be when we write our wills? Yeah, I mean, that is if, let's say, somebody believes that that is very important. I mean, there is absolutely mm. nothing wrong in that. Now, coming back to the issue I've touched on in relation to Dr. Kaunda, uh, one of the problems, you see, uh, people need to understand this. Mm. Government or nobody in government can do, uh, you cannot do anything as as a holder of a public office unless you can point to some provision of the law which has empowered you to do what you're about to do, okay? So if there is no law authorizing you to do what you're about to do, then you can't do. You can't do it. Now, let me talk about, I mean, this may sound uh, very strange to people. First of all, uh, there is no provision in our laws. I mean, I stand to be corrected, but based on my uh, review of the law, first of all, there is no law providing for state funerals, okay? The only instance you can have a state funeral by law is where you have a president, a sitting president has died, okay? Mm-hmm. In that case, you can have a, a state funeral, and there is a law providing for, for that, which is very clear uh, where you, uh, you have all the expenses taken care of by the state. There is even a procedure laid out. Now, that law does not refer to 
or deal with somebody who is no longer a president. Okay, that is the mm. problem. Now, I'm advocating for, because this is not the first time. For example, the first time we had this particular challenge was in 2008 when President Monawasa died. Yes. Now, as a country, we didn't even have a burial site where you can bury presidents. We didn't have that. We had to create mm. one at Embassy Park hurriedly. But even after we created that, we didn't even create the law to govern the procedure for doing that. There is nothing. If then subsequently uh, we had a situation where uh, President Chulva died, then President Sata died in office. But even then, there is still no law in place to govern those, uh, those events, now, which is very sad as a country because there should have been well laid out procedures on yes. what to do when a president dies or a former president dies. What do you do? There is no such a law. I'll give you an example. For instance, in Tanzania, there is uh, a law specifically uh, dealing with national leaders. They call it National Leaders Funerals Act. Okay? Uh, yes. There is a law in Tanzania, okay, which clearly spells out who is entitled in, for example, in Tanzania, there is what they call a state funeral which is different from... Uh, they have two kinds of uh, funerals in, uh, in Tanzania. There is what they call state funeral, and there is what they mm. call government funeral. Okay? okay. Mm -hmm. They are different. Now, a state funeral is exclusively reserved for the president who dies in office or a former president. Now, even then, there is a very elaborate procedure. For example, there is a requirement that... Uh, uh, the flag will, will fly at, uh, at uh, half-mast. There is uh, the number of days that will be declared for national mourning. It is clearly stated in the law wow. how that will be funded, the procedure that will be followed, and most importantly on the issue that we are dealing with. For example, uh, in the case of Tanzania, it is clearly stated. They even have a specific area which they, have de they, uh, which they have described as the national cemetery, okay? There's a mm. national graveyard where you go and bury your leaders, okay? But not everybody, but only certain specific leaders. Now, that yes. national cemetery is, there is a very, very clear law. The law recognizes the fact that if a former leader or president who is in, dies in office, or a former president, leaves a will mm -hmm. which clearly spells out how it should be buried. The government will respect the will. As a general rule, you are supposed to be buried at the National Cemetery. But if you decide not to be buried yes, at the National Cemetery, you want to be buried elsewhere, the government will respect that. But there will be a monument. There will be some kind of uh, pillar or whatever in the National Cemetery to recognize you as a leader where ceremonies will be held. Although your body will not be there, mm. but there will be a marked place which is meant for you. Whereas, but your body will be buried according to your, uh, to your wishes. Now, there is a very, very clear, clear, clear 
statute dealing specifically for that, how that barrier will be funded, who will be responsible, what will happen, and so on. So there is hardly any confusion in Tanzania. I'm, I'm sure we followed when Magufuli, President Magufuli died. We yeah. didn't have the kind of fiasco we, are, we, we, we have had in Zambia. Why? Because there, there is a law which, is clearly, which clearly sets out what is supposed to happen. But here in, the, in, in, in Zambia, we don't have that. You have even a minister that has died is given a state funeral. I mean... You don't even know mm-hmm. what kind of criteria or criterion is followed in giving people state funeral. But in Tanzania, a state funeral is reserved for the president or a former president. That's it. All the mm-hmm. others, if you may have been vice president or whatever minister or whatever, in fact, they recognize very small category of people. They recognize the president, vice president, and uh, uh, I'm sure you know about the, 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 the Zanzibar and so forth. Yes. And then they mm-hmm. recognize the chief justice and the speaker. These are the people that uh, can be accorded either a government funeral or a state funeral. State That's funeral. it. That's it. Mm. Okay. Mm. But here, a state funeral is like it's just open. It's up to whoever decides, the president decides who to accord a state mm. funeral and who not to accord. I mean, it's completely chaotic. So, yeah. which is sad. What you should have, we mm. should have learned from the previous experiences to be able to put the necessary laws in place to govern mm. this particular process, which unfortunately yeah. we don't a, have. A, a, especially after having, yeah, yeah, especially having uh, what four, three, four, five presidents die. I yes. think it's it's time um, that uh, that is addressed constitutionally. Um, let's switch our discussion here to uh, elections. Dr. Kaunda died. There was word, yeah, there was word going around that the elections should be postponed. Um, what would necessitate the postponement of a general election as stipulated in the Constitution of the Republic of Zambia? Well, first of all, they talk about postponing an election. It's a careless talk, very responsible, okay? (laughs) Very very irresponsible to even have. You are talking about the very foundation of any democratic system of government, which is periodic elections. Uh Now you're talking about, like, uh, postponing election. You're talking about it as though you're trying to postpone the wedding, okay? I mean... (laughs) I mean, it just shows how unserious people are. You know, it is a constitutional event. It is a sacred event. You know, it's even senseless. I mean, I can't even imagine the people having, even entertaining that kind of uh, discussion. It's complete nonsense, you know, because even the reasons. I mean, look at, for example, look at uh, in America, for example. Yes. There were more people in America dying every day. Nobody ever talked about postponing the elections, you know. And and even in India, people were dying. Nobody talked about postponing elections. Now, I mean, it just shows how unserious we are as a people, Mm -hmm. you know. 
and 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 what you don't we don't even realize that possibly having an election would actually be a solution to the challenges we are facing you know the yeah. same thing happened in america for example okay right now america is literally going back to normal why because of change in the leadership okay which came about through yeah. an election okay so mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you can't play around with an election. Now, to answer your question, the, if the answer is you can't postpone an election, finished. So there is no provision in the Constitution to postpone an election. Let me explain to you. The, the point is, you see, <laughs> most of these provisions in the Constitution, they have a very serious historical background. Okay? Mm. Now, we have a provision in the Constitution which clearly states that we shall have a general election after every five years on the yes. second Thursday of August. Mm. Right? That's what the law says. If you check that provision, there is absolutely no exception. Okay? There is no instance that is foreseen where you can depart from that. Every five years, come hell or high water, you must have a general election. Okay? It is in the law. Now, it has a historical background because before, as this, this is a provision that was introduced in uh, 2016 amendment to the Constitution. Yes. Now, before that, what used to happen is that a president used to play around with the election date. We know that, okay, fine. Say, for example, we would know that, okay, 2021, there'll be an election, mm-hmm. right? But we don't know the month and we don't know the date. No. Okay? This is a closely held secret by the, whoever is the incumbent because yeah. the power to set election was vested in the incumbent president. Now, what would happen is that the incumbent would go ahead and start preparing his political party to, to get ready for the election. Once he's sure that he has got all the, all the parameters worked out and everything else, then he sets the election date. And this used to work to the disadvantage of other political parties. Mm. Okay? So this issue was considered to say, no, the president is a participant in the election. Therefore, he cannot be given the right to set an election date. The election election date should therefore be set as a matter of law. The election date is set by operation of the law. Mm. So that everybody knows it is not dependent upon uh, anybody. For example, we can even compute, okay, what, when, which day election is going to be held maybe 20 years from now. We can simply wake up the calendar and we would know on which day, exact day, the day of August, the election will be held 20 years from now. So that nobody mm. is taken by surprise. We all know. So that date of 12th August was not set by anyone. It was set by the Constitution. It is by operation of the law. To avoid other political parties, especially those in opposition, from being disadvantaged. So a general election will take part. Now, the Constitution defines what a general election is. Now, we have three kinds of elections in Zambia. We have the presidential, we have the parliamentary, Mm -hmm. and we have the local government election. Now, when all these elections are held on the same day, that is described as a general election. Now, 
The point is this. A general election can never be postponed. Okay? Unless you are dealing with the, Zambia has become a failed state. Okay, where there is complete breakdown of law and order, and uh, maybe there is a war or something like that, whereby the normal institutions of government have collapsed. Maybe you may say, in that case, you might not even say we are postponing the election. You simply say we are failed to hold the election because of the instability. But when you are dealing with specific uh, mm-hmm. or individual elections, that is the presidential, parliamentary, and local government, that specific election can be postponed. Again, the postponement is by operation of the law. Okay? In a situation where this is where the issue comes up, let's assume, uh, as you know, all the, is it, I don't know whether 15 or 16 presidential candidates, all those that have been registered right now uh, to participate in the election as presidential candidates. Yeah. Um, they are all sponsored by political parties. Now, one situation in which you can postpone that particular election, which is a presidential election, is in a situation where a candidate sponsored by a political party dies, okay, and, or resigns for whatever reason. They resign. Now, in that case, it becomes unfair for the election to go ahead because the other political party whose candidate has possibly resigned or died will be disadvantaged. That's the only situation in which the election can be pushed forward for a period of 30 days. Okay? Okay. That's the only instance. There is no provision in our Constitution to postpone a general election. You cannot. Okay? But individual election can be postponed depending upon what transpires. I don't know whether I've explained that. Uh, that, that, is, that is clear. Yes, you have. I think for the, everybody listening on radio or watching us on Facebook, we thank you for the comments. We, uh, we see you there. Jokonaya, thanks for that comment. Chilomba uh, and everybody watching around the world, we see your you joining us. Thank you so much. Please share, encourage your friends to come. Um, Mr. Sangwa, you have actually explained very well. Here is where some of this issue of postponing the election, I think, was coming from, according to what I heard or understand. Number one, of course, I don't know what the Constitution says about where there is a, a pandemic or a natural disaster. Number two, you know what has happened with, uh, is it parliamentary and local government in Lusaka Centrum, Pulungu, Mandevu, where some candidates, I think, have withdrawn, resigned, or whatever, addressed this issue. There was a rumor going around that, based on what has happened at parliamentary level in these constituencies, Lusaka, Mandevu, um, Pulungu, I think, and Chawama, there are three, five others, there was a word that if Mr. Kalawa was planning to withdraw, it would mean the whole process has to be redone over again. Is that accurate? Yeah, yeah. That, that is what the law says. What it means is that uh, let's assume uh, I'll deal with another issue to deal with, to do with the independence, by the way, where uh, yeah. an independent parliamentary candidate uh, decides to 
to pull that from the from the race. Yeah. What is nullified is uh, is the nomination. So which mm-hmm. means that uh, all those who registered. So it means that the nomination for you'll be dealing with that particular constituency. It only affects mm. that constituency. So we have 156 uh, constituencies, constituencies, I think. Now, yes. if assuming now we are scheduled to have an elect, uh, a general election on the 12th of August. Now, uh, if somebody resigns today, which is the 10th, and the election is scheduled for the uh, for the for the 12th, it is possible to do to redo the nomination process in time for us to have the election on the 12th of August. On the now, 12th. Okay. On the 12th mm-hmm. of August. But now, let's assume somebody at the end of, uh, end of the month of uh, July, for example, somebody dies in a particular constituency. What the implication is that the parliamentary election will not mm. be held in that constituency on the 12th of August. Okay? But the presidential election will go ahead. Mm-hmm. The local government election will go ahead. So those candidates who have survived will not take place. So they will file fresh nomination papers, and then ECZ will set a fresh date for election in that constituency. Okay? Hmm. In that constituency, if we are dealing with parliamentary uh, elections. Let's assume it's a presidential election. What it you mean is that if one of the presidential candidates dies, for instance, God forbid, we're not praying for that because I'm sure no. Zambians are eager to vote no. on the no. 12th and get, get this election out of the way anyway because no. life has literally come to a standstill. Everybody is uh, waiting to see what is going to happen on the 12th of August. You know? okay. So nobody wants to have this election. I'll be very surprised if there is anybody saying there was the election uh, postponed. But God forbid somebody dies. Nobody uh, can invite death. Nobody knows when you're going to die. Now, if that unfortunate event occurs, what is going to happen is that the entire presidential election will not take place. Mm-hmm. But the local government election will go ahead mm-hmm. and the parliamentary election will go ahead. What will not go ahead will be the presidential election. Okay. So we'll get that election, uh, the other two elections out of the way in the various constituencies and so forth. But we will postpone the presidential mm-hmm. election for a period uh, to allow for fresh nomination to be filed. When you look at it, I think it's only fair that there is refiling of nomination papers and the election is pushed forward to allow how, for that. How long can it be before pushed forward? 30 days as well? Yes, you have to have the election must be able to must be held within 30 days of okay. uh, of uh, filing of so ECZ will have to will set a date for the filing of nominations and the elections must be held within 30 days after filing of nom- of uh, those fresh nominations, which is only fair anyway, okay? Because mm-hmm. don't forget we have a we, we have a party system, okay? Yes. Ours, we have a party system, and the presidential candidates are sponsored by political parties, and uh, most of the parliamentary candidates and local government election candidates are sponsored by political parties. 
So when the political party sponsors a candidate, the idea is that they would like to have control of that local government, they would like to have control of the National Assembly, and they would like to have control of the executive branch of government. Mm -hmm. So it is only fair once there is such an unfortunate event that the election is, uh, is uh, pushed forward to allow for the political party affected to contest the election, which to me, of course, is not, yeah, it is taxing, but democracy and fairness is not cheap. You have to, no. you have to do it. Yeah. So who, in, in, in a situation like what you have just explained, Mr. Sangwa, if the election cannot be held, like in this case, on the 12th of August, and it goes beyond 12th of August, who is the head of state? Who, 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 who govern? Who is the president? Who, does somebody act as president or the incumbent continues? No, the incumbent the continues. The law is such hmm. that the incumbent continues until, unless you have a president-elect. Okay? So hmm. the constitution is created in such a way that there is no political vacuum. There should never be a vacuum at any time. The vice president continues, the incumbent president continues, until and unless you have a president-elect and a vice president-elect. And then the incumbent, now okay. in this case, <laughs> the incumbent is taking part in the election, so we don't know until maybe the incumbent is either re-elected or whatever. But the point is that there should be no vacuum. So in the event that the incumbent loses, is going to stay in office until he hands over power to the president-elect. To the, to the president-elect. Yes. Okay, that is very clear. It's, it's, it's amazing that um, I see a lot of gaps, if I may use that word, in our constitution when it relates to specific issues. We've addressed the issue of uh, state funerals relating to former presidents or a president in power. You've just explained about the electoral process and things like that. Mm, so if I, I, I still want to, to still go. So even if there's a natural disaster, there's a pandemic, the, our constitution doesn't address what happens to the election. No, it, it doesn't. You know, <laughs> you know, you have to look at the election as a sacred, uh, something very sacred. I mean, let's look at the pandemic yes. anyway. Is the pandemic anything new? Mm -hmm. uh, is it new? Uh, the pandemic emerged in the uh, started in is it 2019, right? 2019, yes. December 2019, and then it picked up early 2020, right? We knew already. The problem is that uh, the fact that it has become an issue, simply a reflection of incompetence yes. on the part of uh, those holding political office, because we knew already, okay? The pandemic image, we had the pandemic throughout 2020, right? Yeah. And we knew 2021, August, the 12th August, we're going to have mm -hmm. elections. Yeah. If you have an, a competent government in power, that should not be a problem. They should have planned for that. <laughs> okay. For example, one of the things one would have expected is that we should have ramped up on uh, vaccinating uh. people, for instance. Okay. To make sure that people are, are adequately vaccinated. So come election, come election day, come uh -huh. August, you have a lot of your citizens that have been uh, vaccinated. But you see, when you are prepared right. to spend money on other things, and then you are waiting for, you are begging for vaccines to be given, 
that clearly shows that you have your priorities uh, wrong. You know, the wiser thing would have been uh, all the countries. I mean, I've not heard of any. Uh, yeah, there may be others that may have uh, postponed their election. But unfortunately, in the Zambian situation, you cannot. Mm. If you are dealing with a state of war, that is different because then it means your constitutional order has been disturbed. You know, that's true. That is different. I can't think of any calamity, whatever, whatever flood or whatever, and so forth. Even if you have floods, I don't think I thought the entire country would uh, would would flood. Okay, maybe elections would be postponed in the in the. Maybe you can defer elections in the in the affected areas, but you can't shift that date. You must have your election. You can't. You can't. You can't. That is the way the law is designed. You know, no, that there, is the way the law is. people. Yeah. There so is. all those I who have illusions. People, I wanted, yeah. All those who have illusions about uh, election being postponed, there is no such a thing. They should just get ready to vote on the 12th. We are voting on the 12th, you know, whether we like it or not. Elections are taking place on the, on the, on the, on the 12th, you know. So we, we have to get a bit serious about some right, of these right. issues. Right. We, we are very casual. Okay, we are it's very casual. Good. Yeah, we are very mm-hmm. casual in these things. You know, it's like you can just uh, uh, click your finger and then you postpone the election. But unfortunately, we've gone through a long process to reach where we are, where we are saying you cannot postpone the election. You know, so, but, uh, mm-hmm. but that is, that is mm-hmm. what the position. There is a point that you raised about gaps. You know, <laughs> there are actually no gaps. Yeah. You know, sometimes some of these gaps... We imagine the gaps, okay? Now, okay. Let, me talk, let me talk about, uh, you, you raised the issue of uh, the, the barrier of a former president, right? Technically, mm-hmm. there is no gap, mm-hmm. except the people wanted to do things that are not provided for by law. That is why we have a problem, okay? When you look at the law, we have yeah. a law which is already in place, which is uh, called Benefits of Former President Act. We have such a law in Zambia, right? Mm -hmm. When you're a former president, you are entitled to certain benefits, right? Now, one of those benefits is that, for example, you are entitled to funeral expenses, okay? There is no provision for a state funeral, okay, for a former president. Yes. But the problem Uh is that people wanted to give what is not provided for by law, and that is why you have a problem, okay? So for a former president, the law as it stands is that it should have been a private funeral, and it should have been for the family members to be able to provide for all these things. Government was mm. supposed to fund that to give the money to the family members to carry out this funeral. That is the only benefit that a former president is entitled to. But the problem is, what do we want to do? We forget the law and begin to give things that are not provided for by law, and we end up into problems. We would not have had this problem if we had, no, if no. We had stuck to the law. Okay? And this is where the problem is. The moment you depart from the law, you end up in a chaotic situation. So these are problems because the law is very clear. It's very clear. 
you know. But if you find that you'd like to do something, but the law is not providing for that, you wait. You go back and create the law. Until you create the law, you cannot do whatever you want to do. And those are the challenges that we have had in this uh, particular period and what we are, we, are, we, are, uh, we are dealing with. But as far as the election is concerned, the law is very clear. There is no gap there. You know, election has to be held on the 12th of August, 2021. 2021. Okay. All right. Let me bring in my colleague from Canada here. He, he, he wants to address that. anything, anything to do with the Constitution coming. Yeah. Roger. Yeah. Welcome, State Council. Um, after one hour is gone, my show will come. I think we'll look at some of the elements he, he, he has shared. The lawlessness in the country, lack of planning. Uh, this is for everyone, uh, every, every Zambian. Uh, we don't think about tomorrow. I, I like that. Two areas, uh, uh, State Council, I would like you to address. Uh, when we have a national morning, I remember even when I was young, Mukuba Secondary School, uh, it is cancelled. We had all the plans for the weekend. We had spent money for the wedding. Everything goes in the, in, in, in the gutter. Should the national morning be start, uh, continue to affect private lives? Or mm -hmm. we, can, we can mourn and the people's lives continue uh, uh, to be where they are. Uh, whatever you are planning, if you want to go have a disco today, Continue. It has nothing to do with me. Okay, yes, the president has died, but why should I uh, postpone my plan? Uh, here in the Western world, the presidents die, whoever dies, it does not affect people's everyday going. That is the number one. Number two, we, Nathan has talked about this all the time. We are always amending constitutions, in, especially in African countries, to suit, to suit what, whatever. And these constitutions, they cost money. Americans, they created their constitution some 300 years ago. That, that document is being refined by the courts, whatever, but they don't go through that process. Every administration which comes, question number one, what is the cost? Number two, how can we prevent uh, this practice? Mm. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, I mean, when you're talking about... Uh, <laughs> A, a, a national morning and uh, state funeral. I mean, the, the, the point is this. I mean, look at uh, the last week. Okay, as an employer, of course, I got affected. And people's lives, all of a sudden, mm. you have uh, non-working days declared for Friday. And then secondly, says is declared as a non-working day. In a week, what has happened? You have lost about what? Five days. Okay. Now, we're still mm -hmm. a poor country, okay? We're a poor country. We can't afford those luxuries. No. You know? no. We can't no. afford them. You know, we can't afford such kind of no. disruptions. That is why I gave an example of Tanzania. A state funeral is only limited to, a, is accorded only to very few people. The president and vice president. That's it. And possibly the chief justice and the speaker. Four people. Mm. Now, it is the frequency which is a problem. We're not saying that people shouldn't die. But we are, what we are saying is that we have to balance up these interests and national interests. Okay? 
Mm-hmm. We're still a poor country. We need everybody to work very hard. We don't have those luxuries of holidays. No. In fact, in no. fact, somebody was even joking that they have never seen as many holidays in Zambia. They, I think we have. Uh, there's no country that has more holidays like Zambia anywhere in the world. You know, we, we are like a joke. Any opportunity to declare <laughs> a, a holiday, but when, but you, people don't factor in these disruptions. Okay, I'm an employer, and yeah. I know what it means when you when you declare an unwinking day. Yeah. First of all, the momentum is lost. The following day, for example, what can you achieve when you come back on a Thursday and Friday? Very little. By the time you are picking up momentum, it's already Friday. It's already weekend. Okay? Yeah. So these are problems. So that is why we need a specific law to tell us in what now. Picture this. Every, I don't mean it in a bad way, but I mean, I hope people don't misunderstand me. You have a situation whereby a state funeral is accorded, okay? There are no rules. The president decides who to accord a, a, a state funeral, which means that particular day you can't have your wedding, you can't have this, you can't have that. Now, that is a problem. Now, what do we need? Hello? Yeah, I Hello? Yeah, it is a problem, okay? So we need to limit, because look at it this way. Every minister, for example, is entitled, is not being given a state funeral. Now, how many ministers have we had since 1964? Okay? Now, can you imagine the number of holidays, a state, uh, a state, um, uh, what mm-hmm. state funerals we are going to have? Now, there's also a cost. Mm-hmm. There's also yes. a cost. Yes. Yes. When you declare a state uh, funeral, it means the government is picking up the top particular funeral. Now, we are not a rich country, okay? Every penny must be accounted for. Now, even these funds, we don't even know. Nobody can even tell you, for example, if you ask anybody, I don't think that there is anybody who can tell you how much money we spent during the funeral of President Kaunda. Okay? I don't think that anybody can tell you that. Mm. But these are all expenses. Now, I don't think that there is any transparency in that respect. And then through that, you allow for, you have created an opportunity for people to steal, to, 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 to inflate whatever prices. You, you're creating opportunities for people to profit from somebody's death, which is very unfortunate. Okay? So what we should now be advocating for is clear rules as to when we, have, when we are to have a state funeral. It can't be a no. state funeral every... I mean, look at the pandemic now. Okay, the number of people that are dying. So literally mm. every week we have a state funeral, state funeral. Okay? I'm not, I have nothing against death, but we have to balance up the interest of the living and the interest of the, of the dead anyway. You know, if you ask me any time, I'll, I'll be in favor of the interest of the living anyway, not the dead. So these are the problems that we, this is a conversation we need to have as a country and have clear rules on when to declare a state funeral and who's entitled to a state funeral. funeral. Right now, there is no such a law. The Mm. only instance that is provided for is in a situation whereby uh, an incumbent president dies in office. That is the only instance that one, that the incumbent uh, president can be accorded a funeral. There is no provision for former presidents, former vice presidents, or former ministers to be accorded state funerals. There's no such a law. So these mm-hmm. are issues possibly we should revisit. 
It's yes, too, uh, amending constitutions is a problem in Africa, and it is a problem in Zambia. The point is this, what we have seen now, since 1964, every president, every president <laughs> has set out to amend the constitution. Okay? So, every president really. Now, that has to stop. That has to stop. The reason we have this is basically some element of dishonesty on the part of people that occupy the office of president. Because each president has attempted to use the Constitution as a political tool, mm. especially in an election year, to try and use the, the Constitution to boost, to, 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 to improve his chances of re-election. And, and the incumbent president did try to do the same through Bill 10. And fortunately, and thank God, that initiative failed, would have had another revision of the Constitution in less than five, in less than five years. And, and for, for, fortunately, people rose against that, and it never materialized. We saw it in '96 when President Chulwa amended the Constitution in order mm -hmm. to stop Kaunda from contesting the election. So there is always a tendency by every president to try and manipulate the Constitution. That has to stop. What is the cure? The cure is very simple. We have to make sure that we put good people in office. Okay? Mm. We have to look at the character because you have to examine the standing of, of, of these people. You know? But when you... Because the, the point is this. If you put a good person in office, he will not temper with the Constitution. Not because no. the law stops him because he is a good person. It is in his character to do good. But you may have the best written constitution, but you put a criminal in office, he will try and manipulate the constitution because it is in his nature. So our failures of the constitution and attempts to make us to amend the constitution, it's not the weakness or failure of the constitution. It is failure of human beings. Now, yeah. the cure to that is simply to make sure that you, you, you people mm. are careful in the people they elect. Mm. It may not sound as a very <laughs> good solution, but, but that is all what we should aim for, you know? Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. because, I mean, look, look, I mean, look at true. it this way. Uh, you may not steal, not because the law says uh, you steal, you go to jail. No, mm. you will not steal because it is in you. You don't believe that you have to steal. You will not touch government money, not because the law says yeah. you touch government money, you go to, to jail. No, because it is in you. You have certain values that have been inculcated in you to say stealing is bad. Now, when somebody has lost that moral standing, moral compass, where they believe they have lost respect for government property and everything else, they'll steal, no matter how tough the law is, they'll still take their chances at stealing and, uh, right. and they attempt to yeah. steal. Let's, okay, let's I, take I, I one quick question. We have yeah. five minutes. Bernard, just hit it to the point. Oh, yes, yes. One uh, question yeah, before we end. We have five minutes. Go ahead, Bernard, to the point. Yeah, it's a real great honor and privilege to talk to this legal extraordinaire, erudite, and man of constitutional conviction. And this cacophon of narrative is not only restricted to Zambia, but world over. Now, Dr. Sangwa, I mean, you know it, that injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. And in Zambia over the years, 
we suffered the abrogation of the Constitution, rule of law, and you, as a man with uh, values, principles, ethics, ethos, and conviction, the country needs you. And this is not a question. But I tell you, I tell you this, like, uh, the country needs you as a chief justice. What is your take on that? <laughs> like that. Well, no. Yes, this uh, is no way. To that. Yeah, no, 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 no. I've heard people say those things, but you know what? Uh, and this is something that we need to accept as Zambians. You do not need to occupy a public office to make a difference. Okay. Mm. In fact, you're even more effective if you're outside the system, okay? And I try every day to try and make my contribution to the good of this country. I do not need, I've never aspired to occupy a judicial office. No, that is not some, a burden that the Lord has, in place, uh, has impressed upon me. No, that will not happen, although, I mean, I like the idea, but that will not happen. Uh, it's not something that I've ever dreamt of, no. I think I've done my contribution the way... Uh, where where I am, you know. We need more of you. Yes, he's doing a lot of it. Okay, okay. John Sangwa has a for the past six or seven years because we can't see anyone who can clean up. You know, yeah, we, we, are, we have no time remaining. We, we oh, have run yeah. out of time. No, no, I'm so sure you'll be able, there'll be so other people that, that, will, that, will rise, that will rise, that will be there. No, unfortunately, I've oh, never yeah. dreamt of occupying yeah. uh, a judicial office or any public office. Yeah. Mr. Sangwa, thank you for taking the time to be with us. Before we let you go, I just want us to play a commercial here, uh, our producer, and take if we are able to do that very quickly as we say goodbye to Mr. Sangwa here.
Okay, that was our show for today. Our guest was the State Council, Mr. John Sangwa, constitutional lawyer. Well, Sangwa, thank you so much for taking the time. You've really cleared, educated us, and opened our minds about a lot of things. I think let's be... Let's deal with things as they are in the Constitution rather than being sentimental about this. Thank you, Vasan. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Mm. Thank you, Professor. Right. For the honor. Oh, okay. honor. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. All right, everybody. We are switching to open forum. And next week, Linda Kasonde will be in the house. She not alone.
<laughs> what happened? Anyway, somebody is talking. Welcome, welcome, team. Lack of planning. You talked about if they don't have a written will. Mm-hmm. A lot of us are scared to write a written will, a written will because we think uh, we are putting death on ourselves. Yeah, exactly. You know, what is happening in Zambia somehow goes to on our personal. Um, uh, personal being, uh, our own way of living. Personally, they plan for this. So it is very, very easy um, to plan even for the country. That, that, that is my take. Uh, yeah, we don't think about tomorrow. We talked about, uh, about that one. Again, here in, United, in America, uh, where you are in America, in Canada, when you hear they're talking about plans, they talk about, even in the council, they are talking about a 10-year plan. Mm-hmm. You know? If we're 2030, we have a 2030 plan, doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. Day to day, day to day. So we, we should... Um, uh, yeah, those are the two uh, few things I, I, I picked up. But especially, this COVID has taken a lot of us. Let's start thinking about writing our will. Show our families those passwords. Roger, one of the key points that he addressed was immediately Dr. Kaunda went into that 90-year bracket in his age, mm-hmm. which the, the government should have gone into conversations <laughs> with his family. But of course, as it is, like he said, in our country or in our culture, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> 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 so we wish our dad dead or things like that. But I think it should have been. You see, my, my reason for doing this, uh, Francis, Dr. Casonso, Frazier, is that I got into a lot of conversations with a lot of people about this. And you will be amazed how sentimental the answers were. So I'm like to myself, Bernard, okay, let's bring a constitutional lawyer and talk about this. What does the constitution say? You heard how he broke it down in Tanzania. Can you, did you hear what he said? How Tanzania has got this thing in its constitution broken down specifically. Bernard, who can have a state funeral? It's in the constitution of Tanzania, our neighbor. We oh, can't I'm ask them and say, hey, guys, well, how did you do this? Oh, so well, mm, how did you do yeah. Hmm? Uh, yeah, okay. So those are some of the, the, the things I think he highlighted very well. I, I urge my colleagues, once you, you log in live, we cannot have you in and out, in, a, in and out. Uh, we want it nice and, uh, and steady. Today we are going to have a national debate, as you can see from my background here. We have Team ECL and Team Bali. But of course we know Team Bali, Team ECL is not going to show up. So we'll try and convince them uh, 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 to, to show up. So before we do that, and we have certain questions we are asking, both of them, uh, even if they are not here, we are asking them specific questions, and we are going to imagine some answers on their behalf. Before we do that, Brother Fraser, how are you? Uh, I'm very well, Mr. Charlie. Thanks so much for inviting me. You're welcome, my dear. Uh, so you just came back from uh, from home. Uh, 
Yeah, and a lot of us here, I think four of us, are UPND aligned. We don't hide our whatever. So tell us the environment back home. Uh, our things are politically there. Uh, uh, politically, the environment is very, very charged. And uh, uh, this election is ours. There's no question about it. Mm. I come from the Copper Belt, I personally with uh, my family being uh, previously being staunch um, uh, uh, PEF supporters. This time around, they have all changed. They are saying only Bali can help us. They are completely saying they do not want anything to do with the patriotic front. They have suffered the hand of the patriotic front. Mm. Yeah. When I lived in Zambia, I actually took a tour from Dola, uh, went up to Mpika, Kasama, came back through Mansa and Congo. Along the way, I saw far more UPND uh, posters than, than the patriotic front. And most people I spoke to, including right deep into the villages, they were all talking about Bali. They were saying they have suffered a lot. The cost of, the cost of basic commodities are increasing on day by day. The inflation is just too high. Everyone now, now understands inflation. It is not something people mm. used to understand before, but now they do understand. Wow. Yeah, uh, things, yeah go, ahead, go ahead. Yeah, things are so bad economically in the country. At the mm. moment, the patriotic front, they have subsidized nearly everything in the country. Cost of fuel, petrol. The cost of fuel in Zambia has never been below $1. It has always been about $1.20 somewhere there. For the first time, Zambia now has the cost of fuel below $1. And you can ask the question, how? How, that, how, how is that possible in a free market? It's because the patriotic front, they have oversubsidized the fuel to keep the cost, uh, uh, to, to, to try to slow down the inflation. But it's, it, they, they cannot subsidize it mm. in the long run. They mm. can't. And yeah. their plan is after elections, they will remove the subsidies, and now the inflation will like skyrocket. Yeah. Zambia yeah. getting on a timing, timing bomb. If we're not careful, our yeah. country will be like Zimbabwe very soon. Yeah, you, you mentioned Mpika and Kasama. These yeah. are supposed to be the bedroom for PF, the strongholds. Not anymore. Not anymore. People have changed. They have seen, they have suffered at the hand of the patriotic front. And now they're saying they just want Bali, Kachema. They call him Kachema. Oh, even, Kachema, you know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what they call him. They say Kachema. Oh, even deep, deep in the villages where mm-hmm. I drove with my 4x4, I found people mentioning Bali. I found in, the village, in the villages. In the villages. Deep, deep in the villages. You know? Things are so bad in the country at the moment. Probably bad is an understatement. It is basically. So if the people may, basically, uh, the people of Zambia, they have said we are going to vote for Bali this time. Come on, they will vote for Bali. And, and you said in one of the blogs, uh, this election is probably uh, for us to 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 lose. How uh, does um, a UPND? Uh, uh, Stay strong and, uh, and make sure that this election does not slip away. It is in their hands, like you put it. It is in their hands. What can we do to make sure uh, we deliver for the people, those who are hungry for, for change in Zambia? We, we need to sensitize people on the importance of vote protection. 
I know this time around, come whatever, um, I know this time around, Zambians are prepared basically even to protest should they, mm-hmm. but what France try to manipulate or leak the elections? Zambians will not sleep, I'm telling you. They have seen the numbers. You know, they have seen the numbers. They know like the UPNG are now the, 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 uh, 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 the popular part in the country and we are winning. And if the Patriot French attempt to steal the elections, definitely Zambia will rise up. There is That's no what we like about it. Yeah. Stay yeah. home is not no going to be an option. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Thank you. Uh, stay there. We will uh, c- come now to our um, uh, uh, debate. Any thoughts, anybody? Uh, is, is that good news, uh, Francis, uh, yeah. to hear that uh, uh, the strongholds are uh, the... Roger, this is Seb on the uh, radio. Can I come in? They are really charged up for change. Yeah. One thing, one thing before I forget, I will actually, I personally, because when I went to Zambia, I went with my friend from Brighton. Uh, it was his first time to be in Africa. We were been traveling together. And uh, I was in Kabushi uh, in Nap- uh, buying the fuel, then behind he say, "Oh, Fraser, what behind? What happened there?" And we saw Patrick Front being beaten up by, by by the public, not even the UPNG. You know, people were just saying, "We don't want you." They started charging toward them. The police had to protect the Patrick Front, and that is the constitution which is uh, which is next to uh, Boman Lusambo. Because no, Kabushi is born at Bobo. We are in Twapia. We are in Twapia there. So this guy is in the center of so, yeah, and there was this small vanish of about France supporters trying to um, to uh, to campaign, and they all all the cowboys just went to them trying to beat him up. The police had to protect him. <laughs> <laughs> so, so for the first time, we've seen now we've seen we've seen the ruling party being protected by the police, which never used to happen before. You know. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, the, uh, people are ready for change. They are definitely voting yeah. for UPNG. All they ask me is, we need to help them to protect their votes. What does that say, uh, uh, Francis, uh, to, to, to the to the UPA and the um, whether we should? Oh, thank you, thank you for, for having me. And, uh, um, what a great show they have! Like the first hour, it's a very very insightful show. And uh, I, I, I thank you so much for the information you brought us. I'm not sure, I'm, uh, Francis. Sorry, I, I don't know what it is, but we can hear you. But there is some something which is coming. Either you are on speaker phone or. or... Uh, let me come out of my face. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Yeah. We can barely hear what you what what you are saying. It is coming with. Uh... All right. Can you hear me now? We can uh, hear you. We can. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Like I said, thank you so much for having me, my Fraser. Thank you very much for the information that You're you brought. Good. And uh, thank you, gentlemen, on the panel. Um. It's very exciting for me to hear that uh, there's a lot of movement, especially in the PF strongholds. And uh, to, 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 to the UPND campaign and the UPND party as a whole, my, my advice to them is don't sit and think the election is won already. Right now, you have the momentum. As you can see, you have the momentum. Rasango uh, said something about disrupting momentum and, and the, the, the uh, ruling party has been doing that every time there's momentum they'll bring something else holiday or something just to disrupt the momentum so when you go back you're starting from zero this is going to happen they know that during the closing they, i like that they, they are behind so they'll disrupt the momentum if i am upnd leadership 
or this day, I think this diet goes to the chairman of elections together with the campaign manager, dispatch all the MPs. There is no reason by now that MPs should be quiet. The people who are running, they're contesting those uh, parliamentary seats, should be quiet. Everybody should be dispatched. Go and give the closing remarks. And this is very important, starting from Bali himself to a foot soldier. You have to start closing the remarks. Now you have to summarize the four, the eight, uh, whatever years they've had, the UPND. Start summarizing, starting from the fire tracks to, to all the abuse, the corruption. Let it sink in. Because if you even take one day without campaigning, the PF will fill the void. Right now, it's, it's, it's evident. They don't want to talk about what they've done or what they want to do. They are just talking about destructive messages. So UPND, from UPND, everybody goes to their station and starts closing up. There's no reason why. Incumbent, uh, candidates should sit behind. Chairman of elections, yeah. uh, UPND campaign manager, issue, the SG issue directive. A, a, a directive to say everybody goes back and give them talking points. Yeah. This election is an election of the belly, like we've always said. These are bread and butter issues. So Bali now should come and speak small and then go I on. like that. Okay. Yeah. Talk about issues. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. You see, when, when in your stronghold, uh, people are coming to beat you up when you gather to campaign. There is a prison in town. You don't remember the area. So, where's the paper issue? Yeah, you don't remember the area. Tama. When you're on stronghold, people come to beat you up when you gather. The people in the patriotic front should vote for change. The people in the patriotic front should vote for change. The reason why they should vote for change is that this government of Lungu and Kandulua we will not have any capacity to raise money on the global financial market to do anything significant in the economy for the next five years to prevent Zambia going down the path of Zimbabwe. The change is inevitable. We should pick up our phones and tell our families. So, uh, uh, in other parts uh, of the country who are familiar with me, uh, all of you, my friends, I am encouraging you to vote for change because you will not have a country if Mr. Lungu and his friends are allowed to continue. What we need to do is to be able to prosecute a case against Mr. Lungu for selling our country for less than $21 billion to foreigners. We need to start reclaiming the heritage of our country and the economic power of Zambia so that we can start an incremental process, sector by sector, department by department, to be able to harness some of the benefits from the global economy to retain some money in Zambia, not ship every penny you earn to South Africa or every dollar you get, you ship it to, uh, to China. So uh, this is an opportunity for us, uh, Zambians, from every part of the country, you know, to, to come together as one people and retire our friends in national interest. Uh, they had the chance to lead, they didn't. 
and they have failed to lead the country. They went into deals and they went and borrowed money. They never, they never saw even much of the money. It's just stuff that was dumped on the country, and, and, and in the end, it empties the treasury at the Bank of Zambia. We cannot be a country like that in the 21st century. This government has to be replaced. But it is a game of fellow citizens. Otherwise, we are not going to have a country. But we are not going to have a Let's love ourselves. You know, the Bible says, love your neighbors, you love yourself. So first, love is the time to love yourself. When I said that, it's a more for. Here's a example of men that are not getting it. To find your color, to find your skin, to find your fatigue. So, what we are saying here in, 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 in his opening remarks is just to say, uh, let's get ready for this movement to change and change for the better. In any case, that requires it's a no, we want one country. The country that Kaunda handed to us is the country we want to continue with. Uh, otherwise, we have no country. You, 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 you know, in my mother's language, there are two types of animals. Leopards, leopards, In Zambian politics, they are taking Kapoli. We have to see the world the way it is. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I like what you want to say that you opening statement. And the let you want to say that I come in. So, sorry, uh, Fraser. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you. The, the, the program with John Sanga was so fantastic. I really, you know. That man really amazes me. Every time I listen to him or watch him, he gets you on something. Uh, I'm a, bit, a little bit depressed because I really dream to have that guy as a chief justice. Because the man, the, just the, the principles, the ethics, the values, the spouses when it comes to legal issues, <laughs> he know. really gets me. I know. <laughs> yeah, the, I, I think the question should have been, uh, I, I don't know. If your country calls you, the way the Americans put it here, mm-hmm. if your country calls you to save, you, you can't say no. You know, with a requisite president whom we, he likes to work with, I don't think, you know, whatever he, that man has been involved in so many cases, and him being the chief justice, will be the epitome of all what he has done and then put them together. Um, and then, uh, many thanks to Fraser. I mean, uh, welcome, bro. You know, and uh, thank you much, Fraser. My my family is internally grateful for uh, for taking for carrying my mother into medicine. Thank you very welcome, much, brother. <laughs> okay, yes, w- yes. W- wonderful. Just, you, you wanted to see something there, yeah, I just, I, and where we uh, now we will start the overall debate after yes, the. Yes, happening. I just wanted to. Uh, uh, what Bakasongo said, you know, Bakasongo. <laughs> Uh, the, the thing is, under the patriotic front, our, our, our reputation as a government in Zambia has been damaged 
and that has been reflected in the in the cost of the quarter. The quarter has continuously been devalued, losing value, because our credit bit has been lost, you know, you know. And we cannot go into 2022 with the same people. Mm-hmm. We cannot go into 2022 with the same people. We'll be looking at one dollar. One dollar now will be costing 50 quarter. And now we can imagine about the cost of imports. What will happen? Zambia is not a producing country, so we do not have any, we do not see any advantage in having a weak currency. You know? Okay. Yeah. Well, well said. Uh, allow be there. The man is in Zambia, so it's going to be a huge party today. Uh, uh, thinking of his, we, are, we have time on our on our on, on our end. Brother uh, Lambi, welcome. Are you still in Zambia? Yes, uh, Roger. I'm in Lukaka right now. I was okay. on the couple of days ago. Yeah, your, your colleague was uh, was here. Uh, we had a, a wonderful time. Uh, but, thank you for uh, doing the, the wonderful thing for for the radio. Yes, yes. Yeah. And well, before you comment, everybody. Thanks to Aaron, he is the one who facilitated the uh, council Sanga to be here. Thumbs up, brother. Thank okay, you. so today we are having, as you can see, from my background, hey, again, Roger, I ECL, which is the, always a meeting. Uh, if you are in diaspora, you, if, if you are in diaspora and you think Team ECL can do a good job, please uh, come in and they are going to defend their record. Otherwise, over here, they are going to be butchered tonight. And there is Team Bali. Three quarters of the people here are probably <laughs> on the side of two bodies. The first question we are asking, where do they stand on a united Zambia? The two of them. Um, do you think, I don't actually that comes there. Do you think um, Edgar Lungu is taking this chance of sending Kambuiri to divide the country uh, on tribal rights? Has he got a tribal instinct in him, or it is just an opportunity to win an election? Eddie Galungu, uh, Eddie Galungu, before we talk about his vice president, Eddie Galungu, uh, what do you say? Yeah, Roger, uh, uh, that's a very good question because uh, I've been wondering myself. But I think what is evident is that Lungu will do anything to win an election. Well, all of us know it's an open secret that the man and his administration and his colleagues have stolen so much money and they want to stay in power at all costs. So Lungu and Kambuili actually do not like each other. In fact, if I need to be corrected on this platform, I don't think they've even sat down since Kambuili came back into the PF. Okay, that's how much they don't like each other. But he has to tolerate Kambuili as long as he's doing the work for him. And uh, unfortunately for them, Kambuili has become more of a liability than an asset, as they would have hoped for. Because if you look at Kambuili, on June 29th, Kambuili was in Kalulushi. I was there. It was a few uh, uh, meters away from my house. And uh, he had a rally. Uh, before that, he was in Chambishi, came to Kalulushi near the main uh, market. And then after that, he went to Chibuluma, basically doing the dirty work for Kampambamlenga, uh, the MP, and also for President Lungo. And of course, he was lashing all this um, hateful rhetoric against uh, those other tribes, meaning the Tonga tribe. Mm. Now, I was on Damon TV yesterday in the morning, and I, and I said categorically that Kambuli's IQ is very low. Because the problem for him is that even the crowd he's talking to, there are Tongas in that, in that crowd. 
the problem is that the people he's trying to talk to are married to Tongans. In fact, I'm told, I'm reliably told that he had a difficult time in Chilabombe because the candidate for the PF in Chilabombe for mayor, she's actually married to um, a Tonga. And so <laughs> no one is taking up this seriously. No one is taking up this seriously. If you look at his Facebook, when he goes live on Facebook, look at the backlash that he's receiving. So can we leave the third project? Sorry, sorry, Aaron. That being the case, the person who can stop him tomorrow, like yesterday, pick up the phone, you are doing this in my name, is Edgar Lung. And I think the focus has been on, on Tambuidi. I wouldn't say unfairly, uh, was it uh, Nathan or somebody here said, uh, he is not, Nichim Builia, Tambuidi, yo. You know, it is hopeless. But, but he's doing it for a real person who is Edgalungu. That is That's a person true. I think we are we are living in the in the equation to, to be to, to be laughing in my view. The, yes. And the boy is stuck with Edgalungu. There is no excuse whatsoever in condemning what Campbell is doing. Because like you said, he's doing it in the president's name, in the patriotic yes. front party's yes. name. Yes. But also we have to discredit Gambon. In fact, I liked what Anthony Walia, the presidential spokesperson for President Haka Indichinama, said on KBN TV. He said, I cannot even respond to Gambon because there's no credibility. You know? But to me, I disagree with Anthony because whatever Gambon said needs a response. Yeah, 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 yeah. There, there, there are people who are listening. Trust me, there are people who are, who, 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 who are listening. Um, but what, 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 what the UPND alliance have to do is let's tie Kambuidi to his boss. You should not exactly. separate the two. Exactly. So just like you said, Roger, whatever he's saying must have the blessing of the president because the president, not even on his social media or Facebook, has said anything to castigate Kambuidi. Yet the ECZ told us that they suspended him for hate speech for also having rallies. So if the ECZ suspended him for hate speech, then there is evidence that he was whatever exactly. he was forgetting. Okay. And so they should tie that to the president who is his boss. Okay. Um, do we have any, uh, uh, I don't know if we should talk. I, I, I put there for, I don't know if it's for fun, the, um, the vice president of our, of our president in talk. She is on record of having said, Elisa cannot go to the Tongaland and do, and, and do this. Have we as a campaign, by Bernard Bosek, given her a pass? When we know Edgar Lungu can be, our president in our country die, although that's unpleasant, we can't talk about death, but it is just given. This lady could be a president. Right? Have we given her a pass? When these, yeah, people, think... when these people who are dividing a country are not even supposed to be near power if they are dividing the country the way they are doing it. Yes, I, I think uh, she's getting away scot-free. Which to me personally, I'm UPND, but I find quite very disgruntling actually. Because this woman, she has, if, she has said so many things which are wrong. One, okay, that's tribalism thing. But she's also done a lot of wrong things, like, I mean, student meals. Why, we, 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 what we lack in UPNT is bulldogs. We are, everybody is just trying to play the role, like, I can't respond. I was also 
any, I'm talking about that said he can't respond to, to you know, it's not different things whereby we are, we are not responding. Or, 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 you know, what, what they're going to debunking some of these things which um, PFO are throwing at us. And PFO, they're, to be, they're playing dirty tricks. You cannot win. You cannot let a pig just fight you and without you fighting back. We need to, to really <laughs> go fight the punch. Seriously, yeah. we cannot all follow me like, oh, oh, Jacob. You need that kind of thing whereby we have some bulldogs who can respond. Bulldogs. Bulldogs. I, 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 I like that. Uh, we go straight to Wakasonso, uh, uh, to uh, United Zambia. What has HS given us to believe that he is going to be for a United, uh, United country? No matter what, no matter the politics, he will support a United Zambia. Yeah, thank you, Waroja, uh, for, for, for that. Um, <coughs> for that piece. Uh, uh, we have to work with uh, three principles. <laughs> is that birds of a tree flock together. That's number one. Two, everything rises or falls on leadership. Mm. So when you see Cambodia campaigning in the name of the party of Don't be, don't have, then don't be short-sighted. Remember where Lumi came from. Kambuiri was in surrogate who went in member speaking villages, saying Vasatoa to Shirige Nyoyo, Mujika Pala Tonga. Kambuiri talk about Tongas and stuff. It's not today. That is what they've been talking in my mother's villages and other places. Since they brought this gentleman as a poster child of Vasatasuno, now we know what has come out of the funeral. It's a funeral of the nation. No man in the country. Do when Kambuli goes and speaks in the name of the Patriotic Front, that is the message endorsed at a higher level by the Patriotic Front. And, mm. and we don't underestimate it. There are tribal resentments in Zambia. And the comforting thing that we have, at least from the UCNP, this they should blow it out of proportion and advertise it to the country. The top brass, the leadership of the UCNP, even if the president is Tonga speaking, he's not even a Tonga, he's an Ila, he's Tonga speaking. Even if they've done that, they have incorporated every major tribal grouping in Zambia. Look at even their NMC, and their goal is not to govern alone, that is the Tonga. They want to take what I believe is actually the model for Zambia, of a united Zambia, Kenneth Kaunda's cabinet. You look at the NMC for the UPND, it resembles what Kenneth Kaunda's government structures were, and probably even Frederick Tsuluwazi's first cabinet when he came for a united Zambia. So they should blow that and advertise to the nation. We are about having people from the east, we are about having people from the north. What we are against is facing one tribal grouping against the other. Once you open the door, and the Chinese come and ransack the house and take everything to China, or the South Africans ship every penny you make every month to uh, Johannesburg or Pretoria. So that is what the UPND needs to come and, um, and blow it out of proportion. I like yes, that. blow it out of proportion that we are for the United Zambia. What we are saying is that you can't concentrate power in the same region. We are one people. 
and we founded this republic, and this republic shall live on as long as we are united. Remember, the independence movement was a coalition of five. The movement to democratize our way of life in Zambia was a coalition of five. Now, this, this group that has come on beating one half of Zambia against the other half to perpetuate a majority of three people, you know, because if you, if you put a tribe together and stuff, even when we say the majority is three people above 50%, it's not even that much. So uh, they should fit the, 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 the country as against what this leadership has brought. When we say birds of a feather flock together, when Lungu and Luo are together, Lungu is in agreement with Luo's sentiment that and in this election, we must say the visas and the members are wonderful people, but they are not the only Zambians. Okay. That we need to zero in on that. Okay. <laughs> Well, well, well put there. Uh, let's conclude with uh, Mama, 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 Narumango, because we are the two, uh, two um, on, on the other side, we talked about, about the other. Mama, Mama Narumango, uh, uh, Francis, what is she? Uh, by the way, Nathan, uh, this group, they are not staying on time. So can we tell them to keep their points? That is gone. What were you, you, the new PND cadres? Are you? No, we, 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 well, we are people with the new PND cadres, but we are people who want, I, I, I think, know. a better, a better Zambia. Yeah. If you don't want a better Zambia, there is a problem with you. That I can tell you. Like, oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Francis. In Mamana Rumango, do we see a welcoming mother? Do we see a welcoming vice president? Um, are we underutilizing her as a, as a, as a leader? That, like Makasonso said, if we blown her out of proportion to sell her, this one is going to be a mother for the nation. One minute. All right. Before I say that, can I respond just maybe 20 seconds <clears throat> to what uh, the two colleagues, Valdena Dinava, Nwakasongo, I've uh, uh, talked about. It's very important. Then I'll come very quickly to the VP yeah. candidate. All right. To, to, uh, to Anthony's answer, uh, HH, uh, I thought his answer was okay, but not good. I like the way he said it. I cannot respond to him because he's unstable. But by saying that, he should have continued to say, Zambia mm -hmm. is a united country. Look at the intermarriages. If war comes in, we'll kill each other. The economy might go down. Mm -hmm. We're endangering ourselves. And on top of it, you would have said, the same can we lose telling you. The family is in England. So if anything mm -hmm. spills over, he's safe. And come back again and say, but I won't respond to what he said. That's a political answer. That's how you do it. Hammer yeah, the guy, but deny it. So <laughs> next time, Bakasongo, Anthony, do that. Because when you, see, when you say you're not going to respond, this yeah. is the topic of the day, of the moment. This is the, like I said, last week said, this is the elephant so, in, the, in the room. Correct. I just have a lot to say. All right, on, on the VP, <laughs> I think he has been underutilized. It's, um, I don't know, uh, the campaign should change their strategy. She's appealing to people. She's touring, people are following, she's very fluent, she's seasoned. She's a seasoned 
a politician. If you hear to, if you hear her answers when she asks, she's asked, she doesn't think. It just comes. Because that's who she is. She's yeah. the mother of the nation. Use her more. This election is a bread and butter election. Election mm. of the belly. Mm. Let her appeal to the women and the youth. They need to use her more. They are yeah. not using her and it's not, they, they are going to pay the price. If they're yeah. not very careful. The three things that HH is always uh, defined uh, of, the last, uh, last cycle they said he was a satanist, then he sold the mind, then he's stronger. This time around, they are defining him on two things. And I think that the, the campaign is not picking up on that. They are saying he's stronger. Hence the tribal debate and Cambodian and PF saying that. They're also talking about the sale of the mind, believe you me. We, we heard about a, vi- of a video on the copper belt when a, a PF gentleman was actually lying through his teeth and people were just believing and clapping. Okay. These two points, address them quickly. Stop letting PF define your candidates. Go out there and squash them out and start summarizing. That's my point. Okay, okay. We'll we'll quick we'll response, 15 seconds. You know me, I'm not a card. I will respond in 15 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, on the, you see, on the issue of selling the mind, please stop that. It's MMD who sold the mind. Stop blaming me, HH. I've always said this on every time they raise this issue. Number two, on Vanalumango, you heard what Sangwa said. The only way to uphold the Constitution is to bring people of character into leadership. Vanalumango is a God-fearing woman. Well said. Vamsonda, quickly, and then Brother Aaron, prepare for a closing remark for this line where we put ECHO as a divider and VP. Uh, showing some signs of bringing the country together. What, what, what should the campaign be saying? But, Ramsonda, go ahead. Thank you, Aroja. And uh, I apologize. I came in late. I missed uh, John. You know, John Sango and me came so much. It was my classmate in Pomwana at Impatamato, actually. I really wanted oh, wow. to. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. And, uh, I've listened to what uh, uh, my young brother said, Aaron, as always, with uh, brilliant ideas. Our campaign really should uh, uh, tie Kambuidi to his boss, Ed Galungu, because he's speaking on behalf of the Patriotic Front, and Ed Galungu is the president of the Patriotic Front, and Ed Galungu is quiet about it. Uh, second, oh, I see uh, Bernard Moasek, a UTND chairman, uh, uh, UK. Hello, bro. Second, Ivana Lumango. You know, Nalumango, just like Pastor Nathan has said, she's a reverend. And uh, she's a former speaker of the National Assembly. She's a former member of parliament, a former minister. What more credibility can you ask from a woman? I mean, this is the leadership that is uh, waiting. You know, these are the kind of people we should have in leadership than, uh, than uh, uh, Lusambo. Said with Arojan quickly. The kind of leadership that I think Hakainde Ichilema will present. You know, I always think about uh, Hakainde Ichilema's rule to be like that of Mwanawasa. Why I say that is because Levi Mwanawasa had a very strong uh, opposition leader in Michael Sata. 
Lepi mwana wasa tale pilibuka huko apilibu kila hoka Juku apilibu kila hoka Oh mwama nana wa shifu ino Just like that The patriotic front as as useless as they are I expect very strong opposition when sides are switched They will be pinpointing things here and there Though themselves they, 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 they didn't do it You know So Hakainde Ichilema uh, who is going to have very strong opposition, and at the same time, look at his cabinet, like uh, uh, um, you rightly said. You know, look at the cabinet of the UPND right now, the National Management Committee, as compared to the Patriotic Front. Stark difference. You know, in November, we say, mm. who he has always. All the vice president he has appointed. Look at the uh, Kanisha's band, uh, Geoffrey Walemwam. He, Hakainde Ichilema, is yearning, is yearning to bring together uh, uh, across tribal lines, according to his cabinet. So okay. we can only hope for the best. I think under Hakainde Ichilema, Zambia will be multitude, multitude better. Better. Well, well said. I've got only 15 minutes to go, and I've, I still have four questions to, to cover. Very quickly, Aaron, uh, your, your, your summary, whether team, uh, team ECL is on the dividing side of the country. Oh, I think you, you, you started. Uh, you, you are the one who, who started. But just to throw in the, 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 the one minute uh, I, I give you. Uh, I wanted to uh, make a comment on uh, Madame Nalumango. She is uh, tough and tested. She is, tough and tested. She is the embodiment of true leadership. Of course, she was able to speak of the National Assembly. Now, what I think the UPND needs to do, the UPND alliance in this election, is they need to focus on the Copper Belt. I was there. I can tell you that the most difficult area on the Copper Belt for the UPND will be Kitwe. Okay? Um, and that means Ankana, constituency, Kwacha East for Joe Malanji, that means Achimwembe was Akile, and I think I'm forgetting one. There is one more. There's five constituencies in Kiko. There is a Kwacha. Yeah. Kwacha East, there is Chimwembe. Yeah. Chimwembe. Yeah. Uh, there is Inkana also. Yeah. Um, and one slipped my mind. Anyway, and Kampinsa. And yes, and Kampinsa. Um, that is where the work needs to be done in terms of the Copper Belt. I mean, when you go to Chingola, it's a different story. You go to Chilawombe, you go to Ndola, and if the UPND alliance wins the Copper Belt and Lusaka, it's game over. Okay. I mean, I, I can tell you that. You can think of any other areas, but the Copper Belt and Lusaka are critical in this election. And Manalumango needs to go to the Copper Belt. Manalumango needs to be seen in Lusaka. She needs to be utilized in these two provinces. Well, well, well put. Um, that was uh, the, the, the summary we, we, we did there. Uh, I, I, I would like to see we have a raised hand. Okay, okay. Uh, I don't know if we have any of our people in, in the in the in the room who are not here who wants to say something. Just open your mic, please. Uh, come in. I don't know if you know I'm Sokotwane is uh, working sometimes, Nathan. So I, I I tend to meet him, and he gets mad with me. So Noah, if you know well, if you are somewhere, open your mic and feel corruption on the issue of uh, corruption. Um, if for some reason Abena Rungu Bamweteka manages 
not to put through as in winning the, still the, the, the election. Um, where does Zambia stand as far as corruption is concerned? And do you see um, someone who is saying maybe as an individual, uh, HH cannot fight corruption uh, in the country alone, um, but it will take uh, the whole culture to, to, to change. So number one, if Lungu wins, where do we go economically as a country? If Lungu wins or steals the election, where does the country go? So if, uh, if Lungu uh, wins... Oh, sorry. I thought it was directed to me. Okay. okay. Yeah. Someone will say something? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Yeah. No, no, you, you, no, you can go ahead. You can go ahead, and then uh, uh, no one will come in. Okay. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. I thought my name was mentioned there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> if Lungu, the team Israel wins, Zambia, we are doomed. We are just going to retrograde further. These people have got no answers. They have got no solutions to our problems. And they, they have failed to... What is there of that we haven't seen? They've been there... I mean, Lumba's been there for how many years? That's a long time. You cannot give a chance for somebody who has miserably failed. There's a catalog of mistakes he has done. Economically, we don't see ourselves being emancipated from uh, a poverty or what is going on. The corruption would just go on. But yeah. the thing with the, with the present HH, He's coming with this. I mean, I, the man, if you know him, he's actually very disciplined, and uh, we are going to live with uh, through means, and he's also economically actual. That's one thing we should know. We don't need these people who are slogans raising. We need Trump, but he's going to provide solutions. And the number one problem we have in Zambia right now is economy. The economy. Yeah. Works Yes, and he's the only one. If you look at all the presidential aspirants, only one person has got the solution to our economic world, and that is President HH. And also he's going to, mm-hmm. culture, he's going to change a culture change. You know, the, the, the way he lives his life, very distant life, he, he doesn't drink, he doesn't do this useless thing. You know, that will, that will, that will somehow wrap up in the, in, the, in, the, in the country. Because leadership, if we see it from the leadership, you know he's going to introduce this transparency, accountability, probity, and integrity shall once again come to the presidential uh, office. And that will obviously simmer down to all the committee and we can see, if we can see our leaders that is not tolerating corruption, then in the office, it will not be tolerated at all. Uh, no, well, Tim Bai is still winning. Uh, two zero so far, uh, but we'll see. There could be someone who, who, who support who support team ACL. Uh, brother Noel, go ahead. No, um, it, it, economically, economically, yeah. no, still the election. Let's the okay. Georgia, they can't if, win right if, now. If if PF steals the election, we are totally doomed. But as as as, as much as I want. UPND to win because I think they will put our economy back on the, uh, on the right track. Selfishly, I could also say, you know what? If you live in diaspora and you are building a house in Zambia and the dollar is $1 to 22, for whatever reason, PF wins, next year $1 is going to be 30 or 40 quarter, so you can build two houses instead. 
So Zambia is really going to the door. But if you're in diaspora, you must be thinking otherwise. I'm just saying. So what? We, so we are going the direction of Zimbabwe if we are not careful. Mm. Our president already came, last year came to the United States of America and had investors pledge millions of dollars into the Gambian economy. So the, our economy will already have an injection from investors who are waiting to inject money in Zambia. Because if PF wins, there will be no investment, there will be no borrowing of money, we will be worse than we are now. So let us find a leader who will go in there and try to inject the economy, somebody who knows the economy, somebody who has a vision about the economy. We do not want to go to $1 to 50 quarter, or maybe, yeah, we don't want to do that because our no. people are going to suffer more than we are. After that, we might not suffer that much. It will be better for us. But we are not here for us. We are, yeah. for, we are here for those people who cannot eat what we can eat, who cannot speak like we can speak. That's what we are here for. As a matter of fact, well, that was a kind of a joke. Uh, you said if they win, it will be 40 and advantageous to us. It was a joke. But no, look, at the, 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 look at the kind of requests we are getting now. We are just as affected. Uh, if, if you look at the demand coming from, uh, coming from home, we are just as affected. Wakasoso, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, uh, that is the, 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 the economy under Valungu. I think you attached on it the economy under, uh, if under HH. One minute for you. Yeah, the first thing that we have to think about is not us in the diaspora. It's the 18 million people who are living in Zambia. In Zambia. Mm. 18 million people who are living in Zambia. Uh, I also reflect on the pledges of investment from the U.S. to Zambia. Zambia as it stands right now, it's not an, a destination of investment for anybody who uses a calculator and wants to benefit financially. The structure of the Zambian economy has been altered. It drips money into South Africa, and a huge chunk of what is there, either to the Middle East or China. So what we need is a strong leader to adjust that structure. And we are advocating for policies to adjust that structure. That's what will bring investment here. We don't, right now, we don't need uh, a huge chunk of another investor who's going to come invest in Zambia so that they take the money and bring it to their country. That's what investors do. Mm. Let's, get that out. Let's get that in our head correctly. What we need is a local-based economy. We need, let me put it in very clear and blunt terms because it's just me We need a donor <laughs> who can keep the money in the country. <laughs> yes, we need a donor who can keep them, the money in the country. Because if you have United States dollars at the Bank of Zambia, you will have money to pay for imports of supplies for state, supplies in the mines, supplies for everything. And those supplies create jobs in the economy. What we need is a guy who knows how to work with his money. Okay. The end of the program. The economic advice that is getting is from Russian scholars and stuff like that. But this is going to the Russian economy. It's in the toilet. Can anybody get anything from Russia and bring it to Zambia to help the country? 
Yeah, I just wanted to say that, um, of course, I think everyone understands the language that is being used, and uh, we understand uh, the implications of the economy, what will happen to the economy if we have another five years of this scenario. Mm-hmm. But I uh, also wanted to say that now, in political terms, looking at uh, what we are faced with, this is an election time, mm. we're going to find that, in fact, what the PF are saying on the ground is that HH will be a liability to the Zambians because HH has, is tied to uh, international interests. I think you've heard when Awaki say this. Mm-hmm. You've heard when Awaki's platform say, HH akashitishe chalo. Uh, HHE, you know, uh, all this nonsense about the mines. But also, what the UPND has to do is to be able to say, no, 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 but that is not true. Counter uh, react to those sentiments, but also show the people that on the Copa Belt, currently the, uh, the PF uh, government is running two mines, KCM and Mopani, and they're doing a horrible job at that. You know, people, thousands of people have lost their job. But you know what they're saying when they come into the area? They're saying to the people, no, 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 but okay, I'm a mining. We're going to run our own mines, but HH in Gaisa, Akafela, Ramuisa, these mines. So these are some of the things that the UPND camp needs to talk about, uh, create a message that will counter that. Because if we talk economics, I mean, people on the grassroots may not understand exactly what we mean, but you and me know that. When Lungu took office, the exchange rate was one quarter, uh, one dollar to 13 quarter. Today, it's $1 to 23 quarter. It has doubled. Almost doubled. And so, uh, I mean, when we talk about that, of course, I also understand the basics of uh, economics and things like that and how the economy runs. can understand that. But what message does the UPND have? That can resonate with the people to say, no, 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 but let me pass. This is not the way things are. Because this is what the PF are saying on the copper belt, on the ground. Okay, the, the, mining, the mining question. We have uh, a hand which is uh, raised uh, with the participant uh, before you come in, uh, Francis. When there is only two minutes to go. Uh, please go ahead with someone who has uh, a hand uh, uh, raised up. Uh, open your mic if you are in, in there and you raise up your hand. Okay. Uh, can you hear me? Ah, hold on, chairman. I, I thought it was in, in the group. Let Francis come in, and then I'll end with you. No problem. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, just uh, PF winning, again, I think I cannot even stomach that. <clears throat> just, just, just the thought of it makes me want to call off work tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is a serious situation. Right? We, we, we are going to go into a very dark place. Uh, the issue we have today is leadership. Leadership, leadership, leadership. If you bring in a confident leader with sound policies, who's 